Hey, Momo, how many drivers do we have in today's race? Eh, uh, 23, sir. What? We need 24 drivers! You know what to do. Ah, uh, you know. Uh, send in the field filler. Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Get all your news, results, and updates on NASCAR every week on this channel. You've tried the best, now here's the rest. Let's fill the last row with our hosts, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the bottom of the playlist as well as the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. We're getting ready to do a double header. It's not going to be two races in one week. How about two races in one weekend? As we go on over to Pocono, where they'll do the 325 on Saturday and then the 350 on Sunday, or vice versa. Either way, it's Pocono Raceway, and you know what Pocono Raceway is. It is what I like to call the afternoon nap, and I get two naps this weekend, thanks for NASCAR. I'm, in all honesty, I'm hoping it's an exciting race, and hopefully um, we are able to get the right picks. I have been a little bit rusty on my picks, but I am still beating my fellow competitors, and this time I feel really good about my chances. There are a few really, really good drivers to cover on here. Ones that do really good at Pocono, ones that are really starting to show their colors and who you want to look for and who you want to stay away from. But before we get into all of that, we got to touch on some news because I reported on some news on the last episode. So let's get into that because I think that is the biggest elephant in the room. Let's get into it. Ugh. Man, I'm just having a headache right now. I, it almost feels like a hangover, but I know it's not a hangover. I'm having actually caffeine withdrawals because I'm trying to do my best not to go to my favorite coffee place where I usually drink because I'm now going on a diet, mostly focusing on my carbs. And then I looked at my favorite drink and it had 55 grams of carbs. And it was like, oh, God, that's a lot. Oh, that's so much. Oh, now I know why I'm a fat bastard. But. Anyway, nobody really cares about my diet, but I just got the headache right now, so Momo and Georgia Gary may not be making an appearance in this episode. But let's focus on the main topic, and that has been Bubba Wallace and the whole noose incident that happened in Talladega. Now, as I stated in the last episode, this was something that really had me outraged. Like, I was pissed when I heard about this. And honestly, there was really, like, not much of a surprise when that happened, in a sense, because in Talladega, Alabama, you could tell a lot of people were really upset with the Confederate flag. And a lot of people were honestly upset with Bubba Wallace. If you stood for that flag, I can understand why you're upset with Bubba Wallace. I'm not saying that they are right. I'm saying I understand why they were upset. But to put a noose in his garage was unbelievable. And everyone was outraged, rightfully so. And then it turned out that that noose has been there since 2019, almost six months ago. For a pull down for the garage door. It's like, oh, whoops. I'm pretty sure the guy that was in charge of getting the rope tied down for the doors, I bet he was uh, shitting bricks, to say the least, because I know I would be. I'd be like, that was the only knot I knew, I swears. I, I, I didn't mean to do, do any racial profiling. And it was the only, the 43 stall, stall number four, and that's where Bubba Wallace happened to be his team. And that was the only noose in out of all the NASCAR racetracks that they could find. It was like, what freaking dog crap luck. It was almost like it was planted. I'm not saying it's a Jesse Smollett situation. Far from the truth, because Bubba Wallace did not come out of his race car during the national anthem with a rope tied around his neck and saying, hey! Some, some NASCAR pit crew members and some race fans uh, tied this rope around me. No, that, that's not what happened at all. Um, 
Pit crew members saw it. They reported it. NASCAR just said, uh, made it worldwide to everyone, like, this was found. We're making an FBI investigation, which is kind of a little bad thing on NASCAR. Not not the investigation part, but to make it, like, worldwide news because they didn't know what exactly was. So I don't blame Bubba Wallace on this one. I If I had to blame anyone, I'd look at NASCAR. I would blame even myself for jumping the gun on it because, let's be honest, I jumped the gun. You could tell in the last episode. Like, I was pissed. And also probably some of the pit crew members for not just see for not just uh, thinking about that. They just looked and saw a noose and they were just like, Ree! we got to report that right now. So that's the biggest news. I don't know where you guys stand on it, but it turns out it was not planted and it was not a hate crime. It was just a guy who set up the garage door who did not think twice about that. He just only probably knew the noose tie. So He's probably in trouble of losing his job if they do find it or whoever set him to assign to do that. But really, that's the only thing that's coming out of it. A lot of people are saying NASCAR is ruined after this. I think that's far from the truth. You can definitely see that NASCAR, NASCAR drivers, and all those guys are united as one, and they're standing by Bubba Wallace, which is a really good thing to see. But unfortunately, this is kind of taking a little bit of a black eye on NASCAR. I think they're going to recover just fine, but man... What a crazy week uh, regarding that. Like, holy cow, NASCAR was top news, and now they almost look like top fools. So let's hopefully we can move on from this and keep moving forward. Okay, let's focus on something that's a little bit lighter, and that is Spire Motorsports. Now, if you don't know who Spire Motorsports is, it's the number 77 Cup team. They got a victory last year in a rain-shortened race, and it was driven by Justin Haley. Well... Since Justin Haley got that victory, he now gets invited to the All-Star race, but he wasn't really planning to run it until about a week ago. Justin Haley just announced that he will be racing the All-Star race with the Spire Motorsports number 77 team. He announced it on Twitter, and now he's letting everybody know which paint scheme he should go for. Obviously, his sponsor from the Daytona 500 is going to sponsor him, and that was also the same sponsor who sponsored him Daytona Summer Race, so obviously they do want to be the sponsorship, and it's like I said, it's going to be at Bristol. I don't know how good he's really going to do in that race. I think he's going to be the back driver because Spire Motorsports doesn't really have the most powerful equipment, but it's cool to see that the 77 car will be in the All-Star race, so add another person to that list, and the people who are on that list are people who've won the All-Star race, people who won a race last year, and past champions, so move Justin Haley into the All-Star list. Wow, would you look at that? Spire Motorsports is going to get two new slots today. How about that? 66% of the news stories is going to be about Spire Motorsports. Huh, a team that usually runs in 34th. How about that? Well, here's the reason why I'm uh, bringing them up again is because James Davison is going to make his Cup Series debut this weekend at Pocono. Now, who is James Davison? I actually had to look him up because I knew he, he raced in Indy cars, but I didn't know if he was racing full-time or not. So this driver has raced for Dan Cohn Racing, AJ Foyt Enterprises, KB Racing Technology, mostly for the Indianapolis 500. He did race a couple races in the Indy Lights Series. Actually, he ran for a championship in 2009, finished second in the points. And then he's also raced in some Xfinity races, mostly at Road America. He also raced another race um, with the Joe Gibbs number 20 machine, and that was in mid-Ohio. But his results haven't been really the best. He finished like 19th, 37th, and 8th at Road America. And at the Indianapolis race, he usually finishes 12th or worse. So who is this guy? Why is he running this race? Well, 
he was going to make his debut in the Daytona 500. Uh, there were a lot of people talking about it. He's like, I'm going to make my Daytona 500 debut and my Indy 500 run. I'm going to do both these races this year. The last person to do that is Danica Patrick. Here's the problem, though. Nobody gave him a freaking ride. So, literally, he just sat there on the sidelines and was like, well, shouldn't have reported that news. Uh, Whoopsie-daisy. So... And then he tried to race in Talladega, and then he was replaced yet again by, I think it was Garrett Smithley or J.J. Yelly. It was like, oof, man, they do not trust this guy. But Pocono, okay, I can understand Pocono. It's not a restricted plate race. Get him in there. It's a bigger track. He's going to have a lot of speed there. So I hope for the best for him. As far as picks go, do not pick him because Spire Motorsports does not really have fast cars at all, especially in non-restricted plate tracks. So stay away from him. Let's just see how he does in his debut. And on that note, let's look at the picks for the Pocono Raceway for both the Saturday and Sunday race. Alright, so here we are about halfway through the season and we get started with Pocono Raceway. Always a track in the middle. Not too many people focus on it too much, but there are two races in a row. So it is definitely going to make up a lot of points for drivers who are, let's say, outside the top 16 who want to make up some ground. Or also get a victory and lock yourself into the chase. It's definitely one of those tracks that kind of stands out because it's only three turns instead of four turns. And it's a much longer track, so if you usually do good at this track, you're going to be a good contender at the Brickyard 400. So keep that one in mind because that race is actually next week. So they're probably going to be using the same cars. So let's look at our list. So I'm going to do it the same setup as last time. I'm going to tell you guys the top dogs, the top 10 guys, and some of the dark horses or the guys you want to take a risk with. I'm going to first start off with the man driving the number four for Stuart Haas. Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick is usually on these lists. He's had a couple of rough finishes in the last couple of weeks, but I think this one is going to be a good one for him because look at his stats here at Pocono. 6th with 48 points, 22nd with 22 points, 4th, 4th, 2nd, 2nd. And on average with those spots, he was either getting 50-something points or low 40. So on average, he's getting about 45 points. Without a doubt, you want to put him on this list um, as one of your drivers because this is a track he absolutely does good on. And we know you're going to be using Kevin Harvick for all 10 out of 10 if you're doing Fantasy Live. So this would probably be, be a good two races to include him. Maybe one. I don't know how many picks you have left, but hopefully you're saving them up. This might be a good one to cash in on him. Another driver, the one that everyone is talking about who hasn't gotten a win yet, this is one of his best statistical tracks, so this might be the track where he can finally turn it around, the number 18 of Kyle Busch. He's had three wins here in the last five races at Pocono. Those other two finishes was a ninth and a third place finish. The worst finish he's had in the last three years is ninth, and he still scored 38 points. He's on average getting about 43 to 44 points. A little bit lower than Kevin Harvick, but without a doubt, a great pick to go for. In fact, anyone with Joe Gibbs, so if I were you for the manufacturer winner, I would put Toyota over anything because Joe Gibbs really likes this track. So Kyle Busch, is this going to be the one where he gets the win? I, it, it has to be at least one of these races. I feel like this would be a great turning point for him because he likes the Brickyard, he likes Pocono. This has to be a race where he can turn around the season. If not, I don't know what's honestly going on with the number 18 machine, but keep an eye on him, definitely put him on your list. 
The number two of Brad Keselowski. This was the, honestly the race where we started to see him as a championship contender back in early 2011, 2010s, right around there. And you know his stats show it here at Pocono that he still likes this track. Finished eighth and second last year with 32 points and 50 points respectively. Uh, the race before that, he did wreck out, so he finished 38th, and then the other three finishes he has, 5th, 5th, and 5th, on average scoring about 44 points. So, again, another good guy, going to give you around 40 points. So, if you haven't used these top three drivers that much, I'm pretty sure you have. But if you are, say, have like seven or six picks, now's the time to use them because they're on average scoring about 45 points at this racetrack. Next guy I want to talk about is the number 19 of Martin Truex Jr. Now, Martin Truex Jr. is kind of like, um, looks uh, for the last couple of races, he's kind of the weakest one out of the top dogs. But don't let that discourage you because here's his last six finishes. Third with 47 points. He had a blown engine um, in the 2019, the first race of the season. Then he finished 15th with 22 points. First place, he won the race with 57 points. Third with 43 and sixth with 39. So he does have a couple more rough finishes than the other guys. So that's why he's ranked a little lower. But overall, he's still getting six or better on average. I don't know what happened to him in that uh, 2018 race, the second race at Pocono, where he finished 15th. But either way, that was still 22 points. So definitely another guy to keep your eye on. And the last top dog to look at is number 11 of Denny Hamlin. I mean, he got his first cup series career win here at Pocono. In fact, he swept both races in the 2006 season, and he still likes the track according to his stats. A first place, he is the most current winner. He also finished 6th, 10th, 35th, 4th, 12th. Now, his points are a little bit lower than the other guys. On average, he's only scoring 37 points, so he's the weakest one out of the top dogs. Maybe passes uh, Martin Truex Jr. just a little bit, but overall, he's still going to give you a top seven finish. So those are my top dogs going into this Pocono race. Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, Brad Keselowski, Martin Truex Jr., and Denny Hamlin. Now, let's look at the top ten guys. So there's a couple of drivers here that I'm pretty sure not many of you have used, that this is absolutely a great time to use them. The first one being Eric Jones in the number 20. All the Joe Gibbs guys do really good at this racetrack, and Eric Jones has shown that he really likes Pocono. Look at his last few finishes. Last year in 2019, he finished second and third, scoring 43 and 34 points. The year before that, he scored fifth. And then 29th, I don't know what happened to him in the first race of the 2018 season, but that was his only blotch here at Pocono because before that, when he was racing the number 77 car, he finished 8th and 3rd once again. So he obviously likes this track. This is a great time to use Eric Jones if you haven't hardly used him at all. I know I haven't. I'm going to put him in my list. Crazy Corrado just told me he's putting him on his list. So definitely keep an eye on Eric Jones. He is a great guy to replace some of those top dogs if you've used him a little too many times. Another guy is my guy, the number 24, William Byron. His results have actually been really good. I didn't even know he did good at this racetrack because it's a middle of it's a middle of the season race. But look at his stats. Fourth place, ninth place, sixth place, 18th. That was his first race there. But he's on average scoring about 33 points. That's a great top 10 guy, and that's a great guy to have on your list for sure. He's probably not going to give you the victory, but you know, if uh, Rick Henrik is looking to get all his drivers to win this season, this might be the track for William Byron. I'm not, I don't know if he's going to win it. I mean, it's tough to beat those Joe Gibbs guys, but he might get a top five out of this, at the very least a top 10. Put William Byron on your list ahead of one of those other guys that you may have already used five or six times. Chase Elliott in the number nine. Definitely the weakest top dog guy I 
see so far still can get you a top 10. He did wreck out of the most previous race where he finished 39th, but the other races 4th, 7th, 10th, 10th, 8th. Obviously going to be a top 10 guy. It's okay to put him on your list. Um, if you have used him uh, one too many times, more than you would like, I would hold off on him. But if you want a safe guy, Chase Elliott's a pretty safe guy to go with. And here's another one, number 12 of Ryan Blaney. Not a top dog in this race, but I wouldn't be afraid to put him on there, and I wouldn't be surprised if he does finish near the top. Because his here's his last few results. Has been 10th, 12th, 12th, 6th. And then when he was with the 21 machine, he finished 30th, and then he won the race in the first uh, attempt over there with that Wood Brothers Racing team. So his finishes have been more near the back, but this is obviously a different Ryan Blaney. He just came off a win at Talladega. I always like momentum more than anything. So if you feel like the momentum train is still going to go with Ryan Blaney, I don't blame you for putting him on there. But again, I would still lean towards more Eric Jones and William Byron if you've used him more than five times. And then the last top 10 guy is going to be Clint Boyer in the number 14 machine. Uh, his finishes have been a little bit up and down, but you know what? His points have been relatively the same. Last two races last year, he finished 11th with 27 points and then 5th with 32 points. The year before that, he finished 11th with 39 points. And then in the other race, he finished 20th, which sounds bad, until you saw that he scored 32 points. And then the two races before that, in 2017, he finished 6th and 17th. 44 points in the first race, 20 points in the second race. So, on average, he's getting about 30-something points. I would say more around 32, 31 points. So, even if he finishes 20th, if he's still doing good in Stage 1, Stage 2, he's still a reliable guy to go with as far as points go. So, that's why I put him as the last guy as the top 10. So, top 10 guys, Eric Jones in the number 20 the number 24 of William Byron, Chase Elliott in the number 9, Ryan Blaney in the number 12, and Clint Boyer in the number 14. Now it's time to look at dark horses. Guys, you may want to go for a risk. Now I'm going to be honest with you, we got a lot of rookies on this list. First one I want to touch on is Tyler Reddick. Uh, Tyler Reddick's been doing good this year. I think I should have put him on the top 10 list more than anything, but the only reason I didn't is because I haven't seen him run here in the cup race. And then when he raced at California, which is more of a super speedway track, similar to Pocono, he didn't really do that good. But in the Xfinity race, the, the last two times he's raced there, he finished second and ninth, so top 10 finishes. It's in the lower series. But look at Daniel Hemrick. Now, Daniel Hemrick does like this track, so put that in perspective. But still, it was the number eight car, the same one with Tyler Reddick. He finished seventh and 13th, and Daniel Hemrick was pretty mediocre in that car. So that number eight team has got that car dialed in for Pocono. So keep an eye on him as a dark horse. Um, would I put him above the top 10 guys? Uh, maybe Clint Boyer and Ryan Blaney, but probably not Eric Jones, William Byron, or Chase Elliott. Cole Custer in the number 41. Now I know you haven't used this guy yet. Cole Custer, here's his last three finishes in the Xfinity series. First, fifth and seventh he continually gets better and better and when you look at results like this this is a good thing to be excited for because look Kevin Harvick does great at this track Clint Boyer does pretty good at this track Eric Amarola eh, he's more like 15th to 10th right there in that position but Cole Custer we saw this with um, Tyler Reddick at Homestead he had good finishes in the Xfinity series and he did really good in the Cup Series race I'm gonna think the same thing for Cole Custer in the number 41 if you have used a lot of the top guys go with Cole Custer I think it's a good risk to go with him, especially with that number 41 machine. That 41 car tends to do really good when Kurt Busch and Daniel Suarez was behind the wheel at Pocono. So give him a shot. I'd say he would be a good one to put in. 
and then Christopher Bell in the number 95. He finished 5th and 36th in the Xfinity race, but he won in the Truck Series race when he was racing in the trucks. That time he finished 36th, got into an accident, still scored 9 points in the stage, so he finished, I think, 2nd in stage 1. So, I think he's the weakest one out of the two rookies. I would go over Cole Custer and Tyler Reddick, but there's a good chance you've used Tyler Reddick a couple of times, so maybe switch him off with Christopher Bell if you need to. And then the last one is more of a hunch more than anything because the stats haven't really shown the best, but he is running right there around the top 16. He's right there in 17th and 18th. I could take a risk on him. I got a hunch on him. Is the number 17 of Chris Busher. Here's his last few finishes. I mean, they've been really up and down. 16th, 14th, 37th, got into an accident. 17th, 28th, 19th. Those are not finishes that um, are too appealing, but here's the thing. He is right there in the top 16, and he knows that Eric Jones, William Byron, and those guys run really good here at Pocono, and he's gotten a victory here before, and the number 17 team tends to do really good when the number 6 car of Ryan Newman does really well. I didn't include Ryan Newman because on average he still finishes 14th, 15th. Not a top 10 guy, not really a dark horse. But I would lean towards more Chris Busher. If you really, really, really want to take a risk, like you're doing really good, give Chris Busher a shot. I know you probably haven't used him. Save some of your other guys. Maybe give him a chance. And let's see what Crazy Corrado has. I don't have Mechanical Manny. He is going to put his picks in. I'm just not going to be able to announce it on this podcast. So let's see what Crazy Corrado has. His picks, he says, he says his favorite top dogs are Kyle Busch, and Kevin Harvick. His top 10 guys are Brad Keselowski and Chase Elliott, and his dark horses are Eric Jones, William Byron. Again, these guys, I have three of them in the as top dogs and three of them as top 10s, so th- I, I really like those picks. I really do. And for me, I may say Kyle Busch. I, I'm going to give him one final chance. We'll see how he does in the Saturday race. If not, I'm going to pull him out, and I would put Denny Hamlin over him. Kevin Harvick would be a good one to use. I haven't used him, honestly, too much because I did this a little bit later as far as Fantasy Lives goes. So I'm going to use him a little bit. And I would use uh, Brad Keselowski over Martin Trex Jr. I think Denny Hamlin over Brad Keselowski. As far as top 10 guys, I'm with him. I'm going with Eric Jones. I'm going with William Byron. I'm putting those guys on my list. As far as the third best guy for the top 10... I'm going to lean more towards Chase Elliott just for more reliability. And then for my uh, dark horse, if I had to pick one, it's going to be Cole Custer. I mean, I am I think it's going to be the same thing as Homestead with um, Tyler Reddick and Homestead. It's going to be the same for Cole Custer and Pocono. That's my favorite guy to go with as far as the dark horse goes. Guys I would stay away from, number 48 of Jimmy Johnson hasn't really had any good finishes. Joey Logano, he's had a couple 7th place finishes, but every time he gets a 7th place finish, he gets a 22nd place finish. A little bit too topsy-turvy right there. And Eric Amarola, more near the back like I said earlier. Ryan Newman, Matty Benedetto, those guys are going to be more 14th, 15th place guys. Alex Bowman, I mean, he did do good at California, but his Pocono results are just not there. I haven't really seen them. So if you want to rely on super speedway talent, maybe put Alex Bowman as a dark horse, but that's a far-fetched one for me. And the number 43 car, Bubba Wallace, I like Bubba Wallace, I really do, but Pocono is not a track for the number 43 machine. They've been in too many accidents, and their best finish in the 43 car in the last four years has been a 23rd place finish do not go for the 43 i think other than that i think we're all good on the picks hopefully you guys do well let me know how you guys do and let's see if i can get my third win in a row against my fellow competitors
And that will conclude the last segment of today's episode. Let's see how Pocono does. And above all, let's look at the weather. I think there's going to be rainstorms on Saturday. They said the precipitation is pretty high. What a surprise. How about 6 out of 10 racetracks having weather problems? Oh, joy of being a NASCAR fan. Woohoo! But it looks like Sunday will be all right, and then Monday as well. It looks like the weather's going to be clear. So they're going to make up those two races. Uh, I just hope it's Saturday and Sunday. Just make it simpler for us, NASCAR, please. Make my schedule for my podcasting just work well, because I always do Mondays, but last time I had to do it Tuesday. Let's not do that again. But other than that, thank you guys so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road. Take that, my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast. <laughs>